Hello. I'm Wearly. Oh my goodness. Happy Tuesday, guys. Welcome to the 15 minute wrap. I've got a right now word, man. Oh my gosh. I couldn't wait to get on this thing today because it's exciting. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, everybody on Facebook, YouTube. It's good to see everybody. I hope you guys are having a great week. But I do have some exciting. Hey, Tammy Holt, it's been a long time. It's good to see you. Um, you know, um, there's an end game to this, and I've been waiting for this. I've been wondering. I've really been wondering if God had an end game to this. And finally today, he gave me a word about where he's taking us all. And if this is your first time to actually step into a C2, get ready. If, you, if you're not complete, uh, have, if God hasn't completed your deliverance for the new place he's trying to get you into, you'll be probably experiencing a little bit of discomfort this C2. It starts April 30th. It lasts through September 15th. So we're just now gearing up for it. If you've been feeling a little bit of the pressure, um, and that's probably a little bit of witchcraft coming in there. So, and I'm going to say this, and this is going to sound wacky, but I'm going to say, welcome to the pressure. Welcome the pressure because the pressure, it's what is what is God is using to push you into your new. Okay. So this is the title for today. I cannot wait to tell you this word today. This is so exciting, but it's called 15 minute rev in game, your high dive, the new place. Dueling season of Elijah and Jezebel. And then he's saying, are you ready, Alicia? You ready, Alicia? This is your double portion for those of you who have been obedient. And by the way, if you've been obedient coming into this seed too, the Lord said it's going to go as smooth as butter. As smooth as butter. That's that's the word for you, but that's not the totality of this word. Hey, James Corvino. Good to see you, man. So for those entering into your land your lands, the new place, um, all this C2 stuff will stop once you hit dry ground. He's got an end game. Oh, means you have no more C2s. If, if you're, if you've been faithful to come out of the old and into the new after this, and I, that's what I've been waiting for. I've been wondering about this for years because we've been going through C2 now for, it's been like, uh, the contraction points. I call them contraction points. And, and I believe God was using them, this C2 process, to push us out of this old place, out of our old selves, into resurrection power. I'm going to get into that in a second because there's so much in this today. So until then, God has been calling you out as deep unto deep. He's been calling you off your high dives. We were talking about this last night. I'm going to get into that here in a second, talking about, hey, can you identify your high dive? Can you identify, you know, you have no idea how exciting this is. You have no idea because I hate CT. I just want the whole world. I want God to know I hate CT. God, I love you, but I hate CT. Hate it. It is so stressful. And so and it, it's only stressful when you have a lot of stuff to get off. But then as you get more and more free, it becomes less and less stressful because you know how to navigate through it. And so that's why um, you have to learn about yourself. You got to know yourself better than the enemy knows you. If I know me better than you know me, you can't control me, witchcraft. You can't control me. So this is that season now where God has been taking us through much. Uh Oh, I forgot to do this. Hang on one second. I'm going to bring this forward um, because that's from Margaret Rowe. And Margaret is our sponsor, by the way. I don't want to ever see if I can find that. The black and white thing. Uh, see if it'll take me. Here it is. And there she is. Thank you, God. Bring her up here. 
So let me bring it up here. Out of there. But anyway, um, we want to thank Margaret Rowe. Margaret Rowe is a phenomenal, uh, she's a phenomenal lady, phenomenal Christian, actually. And if you've never checked out her stuff, you need to go check out her stuff. She's got some cool jewelry. I know I got off topic there for a second, but um, she and I are getting ready to put out our new book here shortly. And uh, we've been working on it and working on it. And I know we probably got a little hyper focused on it with regard to, you know, making sure it was perfect for you guys. But if you're struggling with trauma, struggling with grief or any hurt, that's what this group, uh, this book's going to deal with. Uh, as we said, it, it's going to publishing hopefully this week. And so we're excited. I'll be talking a little bit more about that as we come forward with it. But anyway, she's an awesome lady. Go check her jewelry out. She's one jeweler of the year in L.A. in 2019 and still maintaining that presence there. So back to the word, though. This is what's cool about this is that once you hit dry ground or the place in God's heart where you've made it back into deep love, the deep love of God, there will only be a need for you to maintain your footing there through Christ. We would have never had to gone through this had God not had an end game. Okay. And I didn't even know that until I got to the end of this word today. Because I always, I always thought it was like, oh, God's just, and he did. He rescued us from the claws of Jezebel and from the claws of the occult and what they were trying to bring to pass in as far as the enemy's kingdom. And, and when one kingdom leaves, one kingdom is going to take its place. Another kingdom is going to take its place. Well, which kingdom do you think wins in the Bible? And so God says, it's my kingdom that's going to come. My will will be done on earth as it is in heaven because love is the most powerful force on earth. So there's an end game to all this madness is what I'm trying to say. Witchcraft. Witchcraft is probably beginning to build around you. I started talking about that a little bit at the beginning of the conversation. As we approach the beginning of C2, you have to be feeling a little bit of the influx of it over the nation as summertime is here. And their time is in the summer. You understand that? A lot of their rituals and things are in the summer. And they start increasing. And it becomes, as we start into the C2 process, what happens is it's like for a tit for a tat begins. As we start having our times of influx and, excuse me, our times of growth and our times of moving through new doors. Hey, can you guys pray they're releasing witchcraft against me now? Thank you. We bless their head, hands, feet, and mouth. So thank you so much. Um, anyway, we start moving into our new place. We start moving through new doors. We start moving through the quadrants of God's heart. Well, it becomes a tit for a tat at that point where they start trying to counter move us to where it hinders our movement forward. But you can't stop God. You can never stop God. Obviously, they can't stop him in this moment because God's got a plan and God's going to win. He's already won. The end of the book says it. So, so do you know what time it is? And do you know how to move? And to attain new levels of love, as well as understanding the seasons of God's heart. That's what this is all about. Knowing how to tell time. And, you know, I find it interesting how the Lord always lets the devil go first. Think about this. Their season is in the summer. Ours is in the winter. Think about this. Our high holy days are in the winter. That's, that's what I celebrate. I celebrate the time of the Jewish festival. And so he lets the enemy always go first. It's just kind of like another dueling process between Elijah and Jezebel, but they're doing it yearly. That's what's happening. They're doing it yearly. They're dueling yearly. So in reality, 
it's really the season where the spirit of Elijah and God's true saints begin to fight for the airways at higher dimensions or frequencies to exist within as God forces Jezebel out of the way. That's what's happening. If you think about that, Father, we take authority over that. Hold on one second. Thanks, God. Okay, so it allows his people to take their rightful place of authority beside him in heavenly places. So you have to distinguish then about what Jezebel has been hitting you with because it's always going after your triggers. It's always coming after your unhealed areas. And you have to know what triggers you. Uh, you know, I don't know. It could be actually your, I believe that the, the month that you're born in, you're from the tribe of Reuben. Yeah. And so you have to be careful and know Reuben's downfall. Okay. Reuben was first born and he, I think he gave away his birthright by sinning against his dad by sleeping with a concubine. And so obviously that's not what you're doing, but <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but um, it's, it's not giving away your birthright, not giving away your destiny. That's what that stands for to me. And matter of fact, I hope nobody does. But, you know, what each tribe stands for. <laughs> I know. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> what each tribe stands for, if you know anything about each tribe. Okay, The tribes stand for the characteristics of God's heart. Okay. There are pros and cons to each tribe. But if you get into the flesh, if you get too deep into your flesh. Now, remember, you have a zodiac. The Zodiac is the devil's clock. Then you have the Maseroth, which is God's clock. Okay. So God laid a super on your natural to teach you how to tell time, to move through the seasons of God's heart for transformation power, to teach you to walk in the divine. So if that's true, then the devil's main ploy is to pull you out of the spirit into the flesh, right? He's trying to pull you out of his, out of God's heart back into your heart of flesh. So you've got, you've got to not only know and what what gets the the uh, the body of Christ so confused, I think, is when the enemy tries to trip them up through the C two season, because C two is built for that. It's built. It has strange fire versus Holy Ghost fire, which if you if you don't know how to take your thoughts captive, can pull you out of the spirit into the flesh really quick. So if you're choosing life and not death, right? That's a season of testing where we're where we're charged by God, we're tested by God to see how well we can take our thoughts captive. What are you thinking about? Think about what you're thinking about kind of a thing. And when you think about what you're thinking about and you're able to cast the lie down during this testing season, you're actually being taught how to develop the mind of Christ. That's what the whole purpose of C2 is. To learn to think like God thinks so you can move into this new place that he's taken us into that transformation power of God's heart. Let's get back on topic. So this is where we're at. We're learning to fight the spirit of Jezebel or the true saints are. Hopefully everybody is um, learning to fight for the airways of God. <clears throat> but you got to know yourself. Got to know your weaknesses. And so the enemy has been coming. One of the weaknesses and things he's been trying to, to hit us with in this new place or hindering us from getting into this new place is our sleep. How many of you caught my little, uh, my posts that we put on to our Facebook pages, I tell you exactly what's hitting you. The Lord shows me exactly what's hitting intercessors for the place that we're trying to move into. So he's trying to keep us from getting into our new place. So the enemy's been hitting us in our sleep because he knows that if we're sleep deprived, we're going to run. A, we're not going to want to pray. 
we're not going to want to uh, do the normally normal things that we normally would prefer to do, like staying on top of our blessings and, and praying our way through, decreeing our way through. And that's how effective you've been. By the way, that's that gives a big kudos to intercessors out there because you're making a difference. They are desperate to shut you down. And God's saying, uh-uh, not in this season. It's not your season, not your time. It, and it's not your kingdom that's going to come. It's mine. So this is the new place we're stepping into. So he's trying to wear the saints out because your prayers, intercessors, have been getting through the airways now. Hallelujah. Praise God, which means you're getting through. Even for the dreams God has given. Your dreams are coming to pass. And so they're desperate to stop God's kingdom from coming to pass. But it's happening. It's already happening. So you're almost into your new place. And that means it's not time for you to give up. Hey, you don't need to be giving up now. You don't need to be falling asleep at the wheel. You need to stay as tired as you may be. God is building endurance power. And he's building fortitude in you. And he knew how he equipped you for this season. God says, whom I call, I qualify, and I've lifted you up for such a time as this, which tells me it's part of our gifts and callings. That endurance, that enduring power, that fortitude has been built into each one of us for this season. So he knows what he equipped you with, and now he's stretching you into that new place. Okay, you've been lifted up for this new place of grace. And so let me preface before I go any further, that God is replacing an old system in this hour. I've said it a million times. He's taking out the apparatus of religion. He's taking it off of those who will listen. And he's putting it and replacing it with true love. He's replacing it with what should have been there all along. And some of you, let me say this too. And I pray, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that the one person I want to hear this will hear this message. Go tap them on the shoulder. First Thessalonians 1 5. Um, some of you have been raised in love. You've been raised around true love. And you know what true love is, while others of you think you have. While others don't even have a clue. I'll say it like that as nicely as I can. Um, because some people think they're raised around love, but they their definition of love is abusive love or narcissism or uh, it's soulish or bitter. Bitter is a better word. Evil is even a better word because you can't fall right, wrong, and wrong, right. You can't do that. And so if that's all you've ever known, and this even goes for people that are operating underneath the apparatus of religion where you were raised in church, but it's an apparatus, a death apparatus, where that's all you've ever known. So if that's all you've ever known love to be, then you have a skewed perception of God the Father, which is why he's coming after some of you. And it's also why some of you have had such a difficult time in your families because God gave you a gift of love. You're thinking, this isn't Because <laughs> God has given you taste of himself through others along your pathway outside of your families. And you're like, that feels good, but this does not. This that I'm experiencing inside of my household through these relationships does not feel anything like they made me feel over there because they made me feel accepted. They made me feel unconditionally loved, which is what true love is. So you've had to endure through this season while you've been trying to maintain with reason and understanding what God was putting you through. And some of you, it's just blown you out of the water. And so he's bringing you back to true love is what he's doing. And he's had you be standard bearers within those environments 
to show others the way in which they should walk. That's been a test. That's been a hard test for some of you. I've walked through it. But he's bringing you back into the truth. So you're demanding, those of you who are demanding to bring this crappy apparatus thing with you, this death apparatus, God's going to make you stay outside like he did the five virgins who were too lazy to keep their lamps lit with fresh oil. And it's all because you're demanding to bring the old in with the new. God says you cannot build an, a new wineskin with with new wine, or an old wineskin with new wine. You can't do that. It'll bust the wineskin, okay? So those of you demanding to bring an old system into the new, God says you need to think, think, think again because I won't let you in. And so you're being allowed into God's heart, those of you who have been obedient, because of your obedience. Um, but if he allowed the people to come in with the spirit of death on them, it would be like me inviting you into my house with dirty feet. And I won't let you into my house with dirty feet. Do you really think if I don't let you into my house with dirty feet that God's going to allow you into this new place of his heart with these new laws operating on this new level? It would get you killed. You understand? And and I, I know it's hard for a lot of you to believe because you're thinking, we haven't experienced that yet. Let me stress the yet. Let me stress as well the truth behind the new laws that are operating because as you start as you start getting more free and you're stepping into this new place, you start to sense the severity of aligning. I don't know about you. What about you guys over here? Are you sensing? Hey, good to see you guys. It's good to see you. Hey, Serge. Good to see you over here on Facebook. Welcome. Come join us over here on YouTube if you want. But I'm glad to see you over here. So I don't know about you. I've been sensing the seriousness of this new level. And I believe it's, it's, it's God coming in with a spirit of truth, all truth, and then judgment's right behind it. So he's inspecting people already. He's saying, do you match my criteria? Do you match mine? It's Nehemiah 2.13 coming to life all over again. So keeping your lamps lit, because if you think you're going in uh, with old wine or dirty feet, you're not entering and you won't be allowed in, especially if you're demanding to stay underneath that spirit of death just because it might make you feel comfortable. This is this new move is purely based on a trust test. Is our nation not in a trust test? You feel like you're in a test where you're standing in a brand new place right now. I'm going to I'm probably getting ahead of myself actually, but I'm going to catch up in a second. Where you feel like you're halfway scared out of your wits because you don't know if you're right or wrong. You just know God's being that's your high dive. That's the high dive conversation I had right with our people. So the first thing the enemy's been hitting you with is lack of sleep, trying to stop your prayers, trying to stop you from entering into this new place. Second thing he's been hitting you in is in your heart. Your destination in C2, chamber two of God's heart. You have four chambers to your heart. God has four to his. So this new place, this fiery pressure some of you are getting ready to go through begins from April 30th through September 15th. The Lord's saying, buckle up. For those of you who've been disobedient and not getting free or attaining new oil, because this is going to be a white knuckle ride for you. For the obedient, again, C2 is going to run as smooth as butter for the first time ever. Watch. It's already happening. So I say thank God for the obedient and your heart's 
of obedience and submission to God. So the pressure that you're starting to enter in or feel will be determined on how obedient you've been in past seasons. Lack of sleep, lack of connectedness. That's another tool of the enemy and how he's been coming at you, intercessor. He's trying to get you disconnected from God's heart even before you start. You know, it's funny to me because the devil's just that stupid. He's just stuck on stupid. I think, it, I think he was born mentally retarded and that God made him that way. I really, really think that. Because anyone who reads the word of God, and believe it or not, the devil knows the word, but they also know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. They know this truth. And so the very fact that he would try to separate us or disconnect us from God's love or disconnect us in our relationships with one another. Have you been feeling this lately? Like you don't, you don't feel like you're connected to God. You don't feel like you're connected in all your other relationships. He's purposefully doing that to those of you who have a gift of love. Because he knows that love takes you places. Love takes you. Father, whatever this is, I ask you what they're hitting me again with. We bless their head, hands, mouth. And we thank you that no weapon for red will prosper. And every tongue that rises up in against us falls to the So the disconnection, going back to the topic, if, if you have to know the word of God, first of all, and you have to know that love has taken you places, the Lord's saying in this season, don't lose your focus on me. Because if you've been obedient to this point, I'm taking you right on, taking you to the land, right into the new. And finally, intercessor, if you can wrap your heart and mind around this one truth. This is what I started posting last night. That no matter how you feel, or no matter what your spiritual gifts are, or how what you sense prophetically, or can sense, whether you can or you can't, no matter what enemy's coming at you, no matter what you see or don't see, if you can wrap your faith around the truth that it doesn't, your faith is not contingent upon any of these things. Your feelings have nothing to do with your faith. Your prophetic giftings have nothing to do with your faith. Your uh, visual surroundings have nothing to do with your faith. Only thing is your trust in God. But if you can wrap your head and your around those truths the new is all yours it's all yours so it's because god is trying to get you to take him at his work trying to teach you to take him at his so no matter how things look or seem or what you sense spiritually all you need is love and faith to get into this place and nothing else can come with you understand all the rest of that stuff is just equipment that you were born into to help you do your job while you're into earth, whether it's internally or spiritually on your vessel. But it has nothing to do with your faith. You're trusting. They're two separate entities. So, you know, it was funny because I was telling our people last night for the first time ever, I was explaining to them my experience on the high dive first time. Ever. And I can remember doing this where you're eating that right now. And whatever this thing is that's coming at this conversation right now, if you didn't speak it, God, shatter it, Exodus 32, 19. But if it's Jezebel speaking it, let all their words fall to the ground. Lamentations 3, 30, hmm. So I was explaining to them, though, my experience of walking on the high dive for the first time and jumping off the high dive, which is where a lot of you are now standing. <clears throat> um, and 
it's that place where you've finally been called by God into a position or into a, a new place that you've never been before. And you know it's somewhere good. You're just not really, really sure where it's at. And you're not really sure. I mean, I don't know about you, but at first I, I kind of questioned, Lord, am I hearing you right? You know, I'm going to make sure I'm aligned with you. And so my, my advice to you guys who are stepping into this new place now, because what's happening is you're stepping into the clock of God. You're being called for God to align time for you so that he can teach you how to tell time for you to be a timekeeper. That's what's happening. And so for a lot of people, the cosmos, when I mention the cosmos, they get all freaked out thinking, oh, that's new age. No, it's not. Wipe on if that's what you God is trying to teach us how to move with them in times and seasons. Understand that? He said that we're called to be sons and daughters of Issachar, knowing the signs and the times. Hey, Erica, good to see you. We're supposed to know the signs and the times. I know that's not, it's really, that is deep calling into deep, by the way. That's the high dive. And so when we're called to be sons and daughters of Issachar, knowing the signs and the times. Boys, it's good to see everybody. What a blessing to see you guys. But we're called to know the signs and the And it only feels deep to you right now because you're in shallow waters. But God's saying, I want you to jump on the high dive with me. I want, I want the body of Christ to jump on the high dive with me because I'm taking you somewhere good. That's why this, this message is so important right now. Trying to get people out from underneath the apparatus of religion, out from under what they thought was God. That's a death apparatus, actually, that was just put in place by the enemy to control your mind will and emotion so that you would never enter in you never enter back into love and god's saying i'm bringing my people back into resurrection power but i'm getting ahead of myself so let me stay on track but he's trying to teach us how to take him at his word right now but my first experience on the high dive after i got onto this thing i was terrified because i'd never been up there before and i had a whole line of people standing behind me so i couldn't go backwards i was committed at this point but I remember standing out on the edge of this thing. I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I going to do a belly buster? Am I going to fall on my, am I going to get a wedgie? What's going to happen to me? I hope I'm going to do this right. Am I going to dive into this thing? I hope I land right. I hope I land on my feet. And God said, just jump. Just jump. <laughs> so actually, me and my little finite thinking, I jumped into the water. I jumped into the water and I started, I came up for air, started swimming around. I dove down at quickly to make sure I was still alive kind of a thing. Cause it was like 17 feet deep full of water. And then I swam back over to the shallow area. But you know, once you get a taste of the deep, it's kind of addicting. You thought about that. It's kind of addicting. And you kind of start putting your feet back into it a little bit. And you go back on for another round around the high dive and you jump off again and it starts building up confidence. And you're like, Hey, this is not so bad out here. This is actually kind of interesting. And it's, kind of fun. What else can I do on the high dive? Can I do a flip? <laughs> can I do a backwards flip? Those are my high dive experiences. And so what's your high dive? Can you identify it? What are you afraid of? Is it a new place to live? Is it a new relationship, a new ministry? Can you identify? Is it a new job? Are you moving away from family? What is your high dive? And do you have the courage to step out with God? Is it a new place spiritually? What is your high dive? You're afraid of being wrong? Ask God Psalms 37, 23. God, guide me out. Lead my, order my steps. I don't know. Order my steps in this high dive. Amen. Order my steps. Psalms 37, 23. 
I don't want your permissive will. I want your perfect will, God. Order my steps right into your perfect will. But then you got to get ready to jump. Because if you've already come this far, there's no turning back now. You're already committed. You're getting ready to jump into the deep. So that's your high dive. That's your new place. And it's located out in the deep waters of God. So this brings us to Numbers 21, 1 through 22, 20. We're actually starting in the message. We're 30 minutes deep. And it's called the journeys of life or our high dives, our new places. Our new places. And so those places are where we see how God can meet every need. It's it's where we learn to walk by faith and not by sight. And it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. And because faith in God, if you know the faith of God and you have faith in God and you've been praying something in from God and then you watch him manifest that, that prayed in blessing proves to you as a believer not only how good God is, but how faithful he is. But it also proves that he's real. He's very, very real. And, and he's taking you somewhere when you learn how to co-create with him. If you've been praying in this new thing for a couple years, three or four years now, and all of a sudden it's starting to manifest around you, it's time to do a reality check. That means you've gone through the preparation process. And now it's like, it's time to enter into this new thing. Do you have what it takes? Do you have the chutzpah and the courage to step in where no man has gone before? So this is where a lot of us are standing right now. Remember I told you, after you finish a couple C2s, there's an end to the madness. There's a method to God's madness. I hate to say it like that because he's not mad. He's, he's a brilliant God. But he's got an end game. God's got an end game. And so instead of worrying about where and how you're going to do a thing, when you put your trust in God, you're learning to enter into his rest. We can receive God's best. And so this is what the nation of Israel went through. When they were on the move, as God was showing up left and right and giving them one victory after another, they were winning every battle with over a string of kings. They were fighting a string of kings. And they could have had the actual same victory in Canaan on their way to Canaan had they just trusted God. But how many of us get all hung up in our thinking or hung up in the woulda, coulda, shouldas and what if and we're expecting things to go wrong and blah, blah, blah. And it hadn't... And 99% of the things that we think are going to happen never even happen. And then you quit before the process is almost complete. And you abort. The enemy gets you to abort your blessing. And I don't know about you. <laughs> As for me and my house, we're committed all the way through. We made it this far. We're going all the way through. So trust then is the key for any relationship. And you know, I think. If you know anything about God, I think God gets a bad rap because of his invisibility status. I really do. He gets a bad rap for being invisible. Because although I do agree that it's it's hard to trust somebody that you can't see. But then God sat me down last week and he explained this to me. I thought, wow, you're brilliant, off the charts, brilliant. And God asked me last week, he said, Missy, he said, you're a spirit. I'm a spirit and the devil's a spirit, right? I said, yes, sir. That's true. And, and then he said, well, even your relationship with others are based on other people being spirits too, right? A body without a spirit is dead. 
I thought, oh my God, that's true. He said, so what makes you trust any differently in them as you would be with me? Although I'm a creator, he said, I'm a creator. They're not. He said, but you still have to formulate trust in order to have right relationship, right? And I thought, oh my God. And, and, and I got the revelation. I thought, that's right, God. And you haven't even treated me like some of these people who are controlled by their flesh because you're a pure spirit. So yes, I can trust you. Of anybody, I can trust. And so, and I, and I thought, because you're trustworthy. Not to dog people, but that's the truth. So my trust level shot through the roof. I can trust God. If God, if he brings you to a new place, he's going to provide for you there. He's not going to bring you junk. And by the way, if it's, if it's his perfect will, it's the, the blessing's not going to be junk. It's going to be well provided for, well taken care of, well prepared for before you ever got there. And he's just preparing you to receive it. So in this new season, God's making a way for us to see how trustworthy and good he is so we can enter the land. Oh my goodness. So I really see this new season as God being in the business of showing his body how to trust again after all the damages that Jezebel caused in the natural with its bitterness of soul. All the true saints, if you know anything about our past 30 years of fiery testings, have been wounded by this evil entity in one fashion or another. And many have still had... They've still got to get deliverance from it because they've chosen to stay the same because they don't know any different and they've settled for the status quo. So if they want to enter into their promised land blessings anytime soon, they need to get rid of that spirit of death with all of its apparatuses, which comes with the spirit of Jezebel. That was that spirit's main prerogative. It brought in religion. Jezebel's the mother of religion. Jezebel is abusive. Verbally and emotionally, it's narcissistic. Haven't you ever wondered why God has been so hard on us the last three years? And I want to say even 15. I'll go so far as to even say the last 15, but especially the last three. Like with the revs and stuff. Have you ever noticed that? Because I actually grew to dread doing these revs. I hate to say that to you. Uh, because it was always going to be a hard word. And I thought, Lord, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. If this is what this is going to be about, I want to encourage people. He said, you will. You are. While I course correct in the process. Lord says, I'm course correcting my people now. I'm trying to. Has it been the last 10 years? I'm so sorry. The rev has been hard the last 10 years. I'm so sorry. But, you know, things are shifting now. As God readies his people for their land. Because he's finally found a remnant who would stand and who would be obedient in doing what he's called us to do. So do you understand what God has been doing? Do you understand what God has been doing in us the last 30 years? Not just the last 10 or the last 15. For those of you who've had to walk through the fiery testings, he was actually disciplining his people until we cried out for help. Because we walked that far away from love, from the true love of God. 
and from the truth where our lives were in shambles. Getting attacked left and right by demons conjured by the occult. It was a setup. It was a pure setup. Don't you see the setup? We're out in deep waters right now. If you want to know the truth, the past 30 years, which even the, the, the fiery testing started 30 years ago for the Josephs. Okay. It was to prepare you for the end time wealth transfer. It was a setup. It was to prepare you for resurrection power. It was a setup. It was to prepare you for your high dives. It was a setup. It was to show the devil who was God and who was not. It was a setup. So the Lord sets you up for the end time wealth transfer by allowing the enemy to come in first at you with Jezebel. Hello, Elijah. And then by showing him yet again how he could allow the enemy to tear down his saints, just like he did Jesus' vessel. And in three days, he lifted Jesus up. Hello? Hello? And he lifted Jesus up with resurrection power. Hello, Alicia? Only thing is different about this hour, you're walking in the double with the end time glory. Hello, you're getting double for your trouble. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So you understand my excitement when I got this word. And I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So God allowed the enemy to tear, tear us down. And God allowed the tear down to build us up in resurrection power, Elijah. Well, we got the double portion, Alicia. We got the double portion. Oh, my goodness. So weren't the fiery testings a little bit more worth it now? Weren't it, wasn't it a little bit more worth going through the suffering for? Although I didn't like it at the time. I'll be real honest, God. I wasn't really grateful during that time. <laughs> had a, kind of a hard time. Woo! That was some hard stuff. So while God is showing the devil through this whole process how he cannot ever defeat God's people because we're God's true people. So we've entered into a time where the lines have all been drawn. This is where you need to listen. And God's separating out his true saints from the Balaam's prophets. And God's telling those who choose their flesh, you better move over or get a move on if you've been lazy or deceived. Or else I'll consider you a wall from my end time arm. And I'll have no other choice but to give you an article 15, which is a dishonorable discharge. Because you cannot curse what God has blessed, Jezebel. And if you've chosen to side with this spirit and get as bitter as people that are operating in this entity that have been sold out to the devil, who've never been God's child, the Lord says you've committed treason already. And by the way, Jezebel, I want to let you know something. You are not anointed by God. And maybe, maybe you're anointed by the devil, but you're not anointed by God, or else you would have been winning if you were of God. Just a note yourself. So the new place. Is not a place where you want to get disconnected in your heart, your mind. Take, this is the most important part of this message in order for you to keep coming forward. You don't want to get disconnected in your heart, away from God, away from others, in your mind, in your thinking. You want to stay, stay right, focused on God, stay focused on God, nor in your time. You want to keep doing the same things you've been doing that the Holy Spirit's been leading you to. If he's told you to listen to a specific 
place or house or ministry, stay, stay plugged in. This is the most key part of the conversation. You need to get your money or you need to get your mind off your money. But it's important that you keep tithing. This is so critical right now. Because all of the above is a huge part of honor. And God's looking for a people of honor. And honoring God with our all is the only thing God is looking for in a people group in order for us to abide there. It's a place of honor, an honoring spirit. And by the way, your tithe is your seed. It's what's helping to bring your prophetic word forward by helping you to move forward into the stream of the new. When you tithe, you're tithing into your ability to move into your future, your new place. But the ground has to be good. Okay, So your seed is something that you have control over. It's something you're relinquishing. But it ties you into that stream that's going to pull you forward into your place. So it's critical for you to stay there. Um, the rest of it, it's all a part of keeping your mind aligned with the place God's taking you. Heart aligned. But keep doing what you're doing. Keep coming forward. Hallelujah. Hey, man. I know we're getting storms. Gonna kind of wreck my spring break. You notice my background? It's like not all hyper, <laughs> hyper and, and colorful. Although we're gonna go back to that on Friday. I just needed a break for spring break. I thought I'd give you a little spring breaky thing. But anyway, let's get back on track. The new place is not a place where you want to get disconnected, okay? So we're gonna move into Luke 1, 26 through 56, and it's talking about submitting even during difficulty. Staying, dif staying submitted and connected, even under pressure. Okay, so we're entering into C2. The pressure is starting to come on some of you. And God's saying, don't get disconnected now. Now's not the time to lose momentum. And he said, he was talking about basically in Luke, what an honor it was to be chosen to be used by God. This actual uh, section of scripture talks about Mary. And Mary's preparation to give birth to the Son of God as we enter into the resurrection season. And so, just like Mary, Mary had to submit to God before the birth of Jesus. And, and we have to submit if we're going to enter into our new place. God doesn't, he did, if, he, if he tested Mary before he gave her one of the biggest blessings on the planet, then those of you chose to represent him in these end times you're being chosen and lifted up for such times as this a lot of you have big huge callings and so he's going to test you too <laughs> what makes us any different <laughs> so submitting and trusting are all part of god's plan if we're going to enter the new land but just like mary she had been chosen to be used by god to give birth to his only son in order that the whole world might know his love but even she had to submit and then Jesus had to submit because Jesus even knew the process that he was going to be crucified and then raised up again in resurrection power so that all men might come back to love, come back to truth through revival. <laughs> God had it all planned back then. Don't you? I'm so serious, guys. I'm about to fly off this chair right now because. I just see it was all a setup. It was all a setup. 
So all these years where we kept feeling the contraction point, the contraction point, the contraction point, it's all in the Bible. We're going to feel contraction pains, contraction pains, contraction pains. And then God's going to bring in the new. Are we not in those times? And so it's not a time for all men to quit. It, 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 it's the time for all men to come back to truth, back to true love. And have we not been tested by fire in order to come up into resurrection power through him? Because just like Mary, her submission, although it brought her sorrow and suffering, she yielded to it. Do you run when sorrow comes to you? Do you run from the hard thing? I used to. Until my dad got a hold of me and he said, Melissa Ray. He sat me down beside the barbecue pit. That's where we always had our talks. He said, Melissa Ray. You can't run from hard things in life because I was a little celebratory person. I was like, I was born to party when I was younger. I got a little overzealous in it in my background and God had to yark, yark my chain back in. I was actually, I think it was part of one of his choir groups or something because I just like to praise. I love to celebrate everything. I love to see other people have a great time. But my dad sat me down this day and he said, you can't run from hard things. And I was thinking to myself, oh God. Okay. And he said, Missy, you got to take the bull by the horn sometimes and you just got to Get over and get on with it. And he goes, because the sooner you face the hard things, the sooner it will be over with and you will be into the new. And I thought to myself, oh, okay, that's a new strategy. Okay. So I started making myself face the hard things. And you know what happened there? God started sending me a whole bunch of hard things. He started making me learn to get up and get on with it, get over it really quickly. So it's like testing my fortitude and testing my endurance. Have you felt like God sent you a few hard things? That's what's happening right now. So it's a time where we're coming out of being tested by fire in order to come up into resurrection power through him. So just like Mary, we have to yield to it. So we can't run from the hard stuff because God's going to use it for your good. He always does. And you know, anything about Mary, Mary was blessed among women because she trusted God as her savior and was highly graced by God because of her obedience. Do you understand the power of grace as you enter into this new place? Ooh, this is a right now word because I didn't know he was going to say this. The power of grace as you enter into this new place. It's the grace of God's glory that covers you for your new part of the story. You understand that? And so what happens is when you are covered by grace, you're covered by glory. The enemy can try to throw all of his C2 crap at you all day long. It's going to ping off of you like water on a duck's back. Because you'll have obeyed. You've obeyed and gotten, uh, what do they call it, uh, circumcised. You got circumcised. You got free for everything that was besetting thee. But Mary had to learn. She had to learn how to sing during her difficulty. She faced. I put it in a different way. She learned to praise God during her suffering. During her false accusation, during her testings, she had a fiance against her for a short time, an entire township thinking she'd been unfaithful or had, or had been at least a harlot, when in reality, she'd always been faithful to God and to Joseph. She just become more acquainted with God the Father and learning to trust Him in all things when things didn't make sense. Who 
you got snow in New York. My gosh, you got all kinds of weather all over the place. We've got rain in one place, snow in the next. We've gone from the East Coast to the West Coast. We're flying all over the national map right now. And in Texas, it's sunny. <laughs> just want to throw that in there just for one day. We're going to have sunny weather for one day. Back on track. Let me ask you this. Does your new place not make sense? Has your new place got you in a quagmire? But to that, I'd have to say, ah, grasshopper. Keep on hopping, Joshua and Caleb. Because those giants are very, very little compared to the Lord on your life. Keep moving forward. Because it's taking you into your abiding place. And it's happening quickly now. Quickly now, because God keeps his promises. And he's faithful to his covenant, his word. When we choose to co-create with him. He doesn't lie. And if you submit to the process of stepping into the new or off your high dive, he's faithful to lead you. So jump off that high dive. It's time for the deep. God's saying. It's time for the deep, which leads us to Psalms 57, 1 through 11. And it talks about how we even got onto the high dive. Our cave places, our places where we realized we had a problem that needed to be solved. And, you know, your cave might be a sick body or financial position. It, it may even be a dream of getting married or starting a church or starting off into an unknown spiritual place. You don't even know if the new place you want to be is of God. But you know he's good. And you know he's leading you. Either way, it's your cave and it's got you wondering how to get out. Ever found yourself in that kind of a place? You're fed up with the status quo. You don't know whether you should stay or go. You're just like, yes, no, maybe so. You're like a spiritual schizophrenic. And God said, yes, you look like one too. Stop arguing with me and start doing what I've asked you to do. I'm rhyming all over the place, not on purpose either. So anyway, it's your cave. But you have to choose to step out onto the high dive. That place of trust, not knowing where God's taking you, but knowing that he's good. And this new place is not a fickle place or a place for the double-minded. Because once you step out, you're committed. You understand? And this new place, for any of you leaders out there who listen to this, once you step out, you're committed. There's no going back. Because if you go back, if you go back, the enemy's going to come after you hard. So it's a place where all things are fixing to be made new. It's a place where God is showing you how to trust again. How to love again and be human again. You feel like you're normal again because you're getting your life back. But moreover, it's a place of destiny. That place that you're choosing to step into within your heart where your heart's going to begin to be transformed into God's design. It's a place of fulfillment where God transforms your faith, confidence in Him. It's a place of the deep. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a commercial over here, James Corvino. The rhyming's not on purpose. <laughs> oh my gosh, help me pray for me, please. I know, I'm not trying to do that. God does that sometimes. He'll slip that rhyming stuff in there, and I'm just like, I start following him in the spirit. I'm thinking, what are you saying? It's going to sound stupid if it doesn't rhyme, Lord. But it does, it always seems to. So anyway, this new place, while we wrap this up today, it's a place where, God becomes truly exalted in your life by the birth of transformation power. He's trying to show the devil who's God and who's God. 
See, this actual testing, although you've been the one, we've been the ones being tested, hasn't been really, the fight hasn't been about us. It's been between God and the devil. And the enemy let his forces go first. God let him actually, he let Jezebel go first. He's like, okay, let me send, go ahead and send in your, go ahead, Jezebel, send in your magicians. Send in all your, and put gas on your fire. Give it all you got. Go ahead. Send out your Balaam's prophets. Go ahead. But then I'm going to send in the real. And then you're going to find out what the anointing really looks like. You're going to find out that if you don't align with it, you touch it wrongfully with strange fire, Jezebel, I'm going to strike you dead. That's what the Lord's saying. He's saying, and that sounds harsh, but God means what he says. He's a God that keeps his promises. When truth comes into the room, judgment's right behind him. He's already given you the warnings from all of his major prophets, i.e. Kent Christmas, John Kilpatrick. He's already talked to a lot of these false prophets. And he said, this is what's fixing to happen. If you do this, you do this. God's a God of his word. So we've had the fake challenging God, and then we've had the ooh, saints working with God as co-creators. And God's saying, my focus is on you, little. I love you so much. And I'm trying to help you walk out of the old into the new. And it's a place where I'm going to be exalted, and only me, says the Lord, because I'm not going to share my glory with anybody. But it's a part of transformation power. And it's the same miracle that took Jesus to the place of resurrection because he knew that resurrection power proved yet again God can lift things back up, people back up. He knew God would lift him back up. He told the Pharisees that God's going to lift me back up in three days, although they were too goofy to know what he meant. But God's going to lift you back up in this season because you chose to die to sin. As we wrap up today, I hope you're encouraged, man. I am so encouraged. I'm just like, wow, this is just so cool. So we're going to wrap up, though, with Proverbs 11, 9 through 11, where it speaks about the hypocrites. How many of you felt like you've been surrounded by a few hypocrites lately? Hypocrites under a fake death apparatus. Do as I say and not as I do type of a thing. And they've been siding with Jezebel, too. You're thinking, Lord, help them. But this is what it states. It states, a hypocrite with his mouth destroyeth his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. And when it goeth well with the righteous, the city rejoiceth. rejoiceth. And when the wicked perish, they're shouting. By the blessing of the upright city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. So who runs your city? I guess that's what the question then is, is who runs your life? Is it the Lord of life or is it an unholy speaking spirit? The spirit that flows through you is the spirit you submit to. Your spirit, God's spirit, the devil's spirit. God is, I mean, there's been a lot of meat that came forth today. I have to say that. I know I've, I've thrown a lot of things at you. The Lord's thrown a lot of things at all of us. But I want you to go back and re-listen to this. It, glean it for everything it's got. Go back and re-listen to the video today. Because God's doing something very, very new in this hour, especially for you leaders who are listening or taking this stuff back to your teaching you how to become an expert. You're in a new place that you've not ever experienced before because you've never been brought here before. Your faith brought you. So God's saying, 
I draw near to those who want to come deeper. Draw near to you. When you abide in me, I abide in you. Well enough. And he knew that a lot of you out there knew that there was more. So God says, I'm bringing you into the more. Here's the more. Quit trying to wrap your head around it. You'll never understand me fully. Too complex for you. I love you guys. I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Friday with a different background. Spring break will be over with almost. But I hope you're going to have a good time. I don't care if you're in snow or in the, in the sand. Go have a great spring break. I love you. Bye-bye.